0: everyone and welcome to the mixed dandelions podcast where we talk about being mixed military and moving on and i'm jennifer so today i'd like to welcome my host or my guest host dr terrence duncan hello
1: good morning how are you good
0: morning good thank you thanks for coming on um, why don't we just start by you giving a little brief introduction of yourself uh, maybe explain your racial and ethnic background and how you self-identified
1: yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Dr. Terrence Duncan, and I'm actually not mixed, but um, I am a college professor, so I actually teach online at several universities, and also I uh, do some consulting, uh, do some community, uh, community service as well, and uh, it's, it's a pleasure to be on this show.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate you coming on. Um, so what branch of the military did you grow up in?
1: Uh, I grew up as an Air Force uh, military brat.
0: Do you do, have any other affiliations with the military now or no? Uh,
1: actually, my son, he's actually in, uh, stationed out at Eglin Air Force Base. He's an airman first class, and oh. he joined in October of 21, I believe. So uh, he's actually down there. I think its yeah, it's been about almost two years of service, going on oh. two years of service in October. Does he like it? Yeah, he really does like it. He got his little girlfriend, and you know they're <laughs> in love and everything, seeing how that goes and stuff. But no, he really <laughs> likes it. And uh, it's really nice to see how the military has helped him with his maturity and his discipline.
0: Oh, that's good. Um, So, yeah, you said you're not mixed, which is fine. I want to, because the point of this podcast is to talk to everybody who's had some kind of affiliation. And I think in doing so, you can really learn a lot from people um, from different backgrounds and like their perceptions of the diversity or um, in their experiences within the military, um, what they grew up with and their friends and everything. So I think... um, it's going to be a lot of fun to talk to you. And I guess it's all about learning. So yeah, um, what places did you grow up in while living in the military?
1: So I wasn't like probably you or other, you know, military brats. I was actually born at Scotter Force Base. My family's from the St. Louis area. Oh. And um, so I was born and base, moved to to Valdosta, Georgia, uh, Moody, and then came back as uh, Scott when I was like maybe five or six. And then, went to Simbach Air Base, and went to uh, Kaiserslautern High School, uh, K-Town, uh, for the middle of my freshman year, came back to Scott for my senior year, which I graduated from scooter High School near Scott Air Force Base.
0: So that you said that's in Germany, where you went to most of your high yes. school years in? Yes. Um, oh, that's, I yeah, I always wonder, too, like, because um, with a lot of, especially the people who were in Southern Illinois, still, like, what made them stay in Southern Illinois, but I guess that sort of answered my question is because your family is from that area, right?
1: Yeah. So that, that is the primary reason. So it's kind of funny because it's like, when people, you know, I had a conversation with somebody a couple of weeks ago and they was talking about being a military brat and said, you don't really know what it's like to see your dissident. I was like, man, basically St. Louis is home, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not like where, you know, some of my friends who want to, you know, live in here where their family's out on the East Coast or elsewhere. So I can really say that St. Louis is my home. And so sure. I, have, I thought about leaving the area. Yeah, sure. Even, excuse me, even as recently as last week, I've thought about oh. you know, possibly leaving, but, um, but not St. Louis and Air Force Base still is my home.
0: Okay. Um, what was I going to ask you? <laughs> so do you wish you had moved around more or were you pretty, did you like not having to be moving every couple of years?
1: So it was kind of interesting because then it's got, it sucked in a lot of ways because you had a lot of friends rotating it out. Mm-hmm. Right. And so before, you know, we got on a recording, we talked about, uh, you know, I've known you when we were in grade school. You know, I was thinking originally that was closer towards the end of high school, but it was grade school. And so a lot of the people that I have on Facebook and social media, you know, is from those rotations. And so I thought it was just a little different. I think that it would have been nice to move, but I travel more now. Um, mm-hmm. because the fact that I didn't get that opportunity to travel much when I was a kid. So, um, it's kind of like a weird, you know, experience. Cause like I said, the holidays, I just go across the river and I'm at my grandparents' house. And that was an experience that a lot of my friends on base did not have, you know, growing up and stuff. So I kind of sometimes wish I would have, you know, saw different parts of the country.
0: Yeah, for me, like we moved every two to four years. So we were at Scott Air Force Base Mm -hmm. for four years. That was our second time. But yeah, like I had my um, family was in Ohio and Vermont and Okinawa, Mm -hmm. Japan. So the only time we saw my mother's family was when we were stationed in Okinawa and we were very blessed to be able to have been stationed there. And then... um, Yeah. And then we would just take road trips to Ohio and Vermont either before or after we PCSed somewhere. So and even now I still have like that issue because we're in Chicago and I have no family here. So Mm -hmm. it's it's my husband's family is here, but it's difficult not having, you know, your own family. Absolutely. Near you. And so now I'm you know, I've been wanting to move somewhere closer to my family. But no, it is. um, I understand that. So what about Germany? How did you like Germany? You were, I mean, you were at an age where you'd remember it and could experience a lot. So how did you like Germany? What was that like?
1: No, I love it. Germany was really cool because I think it really showed a lot of diversity of not only just people, service people in the military, but also just, you know, you had a blending of a lot of unique backgrounds. You don't really, you may have had it staying on, you know, being stateside, but overseas, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, it was like, you know, being Okinawa, you got everybody. You know, so it didn't matter if he was black, white, Hispanic, Filipino, uh, Korean, you know, Japanese. It didn't really matter. You know, we was all, you know, think about it just on this foreign country. And that's it. That's all you had was, you know, you and any other bases that was in the vicinity. If you competed in different, you know, playing fields, sports or, you know, different competitions. But it was just a really unique experience. And, you know, my fondest memories, obviously, will be from the Germany years compared to maybe the Meskuda years. And so I have more of a closer attachment to my Germany folks than I do for the Muscooter folks, just because I spent two and a half years, you know, overseas in my high school years.
0: Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of an important like age, I guess it's a like developmentally, socially, it's all very, like you learn a lot. And I think you know, some of the things that you learn sort of stay with you. So, well, so what were some of the difference between like, maybe going to the school in Muscooter and going to, um, school because i'm going to assume you went to a dodd school in germany so what were some of those differences
1: well i think with the Dodd school we had a lot more attention to discipline
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um the discipline was much different because i stayed in trouble all the time um (laughs) also too is that you knew that everybody got it you know everybody understood that you know everybody had different backgrounds and you know different customs and just viewpoints and perspectives Whereas if you go to a high school, you know, such as Meskutu or any of the surrounding schools around Scott Air Force Base, you know, you're going to have, you know, a bunch of locals. And then you got to mix in with some people that have military, you know, experience or the military kid or whatever. And so that kind of, you know, you really see the difference in that. And even just, you know, as an adult, um, you know, just being a military brat kind of gives you almost a little bit of an advantage of sorts because the way that you had to deal with the diversity. Of, of people whereas maybe locally you're only used to seeing just maybe one group of people maybe two at best but um you know i i just thought it was more fun you know yeah. um definitely more fun different food love the food so i guess maybe that's what kind of made me a foodie um because you know you go to different people's houses and you know he got it wasn't it wasn't always the same thing you know so i had guamanian food you know so shout out to the haji's and uh, Puerto Rican fun- food and and you know just even you know being African-American just different uh, you know different types of food just from whatever their main region is from so but that was interesting too.
0: Yeah I'm finding that like in talking to people I mean I've got my own opinions and experiences but I'm finding I'm finding that in talking to you know different people who grew up in the military, it's there's especially when you live overseas there's always something more important than what your race and ethnicity you belong to so to speak so um you know in the states i think there is because it is very segregated in the states and when you're outside of that military community and then when you get into that military community or you're stationed overseas what you have in common outside of what you're looking like that seems more important you know you guys are all military brats you're all stationed there and then yes like i think um like you said, like going to front, having different friends of different backgrounds and having yes. that different food, I think is, um, it's, I think it makes you more open-minded and accepting of things. Mm-hmm. So what were some of your favorite things though, to do with some of your friends that were of different races or that were, um, you know, from interracial families, um, you know, did they ever share any of their traditions or customs or holidays or anything like that? Do you remember... Like seeing or being a part of that at all?
1: See, I think that not maybe so much of the, if there were customs, it probably wasn't definable like the way it is stateside, right? So, you know, you have your Hispanic Heritage Month, you have your Black History Month, you have your uh, Asian American Month. I mean, you have all these mm-hmm. different months and it's almost seems like it's forced, right? But then when you're in a military base, it didn't really seem like that. There was always something going on, especially at the, you know, at the NCO club or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever the case may be and stuff. There was always something you would celebrate it, but it was just didn't really seem like that big of a thing because of the fact that everybody had, you know, different, you know, backgrounds and ethnicities. You know, we would all hang out at the AYA excuse me, or the bowling alley, or, you know, if we go to the movie theater, you're going to see everybody from your seniors to all the way up to your, you know, depending on the type of the movie, uh, you know, maybe ninth grade, eighth grade and stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? So I remember the first time I went, my very first movie overseas was to see um, New Jack city. Oh. <laughs> um it's just showing my age, but oh I, I know, I was remember- like, that
0: was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I know,
1: right, I know, right? Yeah. So I was like, I'm trying to hide the grades right here. But <laughs> yeah, but my very first movie I saw overseas was New Jack City. And I just remember just coming down the hill and just seeing all the people there. And I was just a little nervous because I didn't know nobody. Like I just mm-hmm. recently moved to the States or Germany. And um I just remember people just coming and asking me where I was from. And and you know, like say you just you see these people, you can't run from them you know, so you would pretty much be on a base. So it, it it was a really nice experience here. You know, um you know, there's some people that probably went, there's still some people that went to Scott with us that's still here, but you know, it's just, it's just different, you know? um So I kind of like the closeness and the connectivity that we had in Germany, which provided that unique experience compared to maybe staying at Scott.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, Well, how do you think that's shaped you now as an adult? Like, do you ever think back or like some of those lessons that you've learned from um, like growing up in the, like being in Germany and Skyder Force Base in the military and the diversity you were surrounded with? And yeah, I think it was sort of normal, I guess. Like you said, it wasn't forced having those customs or holidays. It was normalized in a way. It was just everyday Mm -hmm. life. Um, do you think that that shaped you, or you've learned any lessons from all of that as an adult, like in how you think or how you perceive people or situations?
1: Yeah, sure. So, in court, I mean, when I was in the industry, uh, I did spend time in corporate America, and I just realized that you know my patience and tolerance of folks and uh, was different uh, compared to most. Right. So, I think that that kind of really helps shape your worldview in a lot of ways. And I think it just really just helps you look at the world a little bit differently uh, when you're dealing with different circumstances you know, or, or responding to different situations. You know, some of the things that uh, some of my friends today will state is my, you know, I just have this amazing level of patience or, um, you know, there's some things that I would tolerate longer than they would. But the thing is, is that if you're accustomed to certain things or, you, like I said, the segregation of sorts. You know, you you just know that, okay, here's this thing. And then you got like two or three options. Whereas Mm -hmm. because of my exposures being a military brat and just being especially being overseas, you know, I might have seven options on how to deal with a situation because, you know, the very first thing I think of is trying to put myself in another person's shoes. So I do consciously think about that. And I think a lot of it has to do because I have to do a lot of leadership roles and interact with a different variety of stakeholders um, whether it's on the academic level or at a community level so it does make a big difference.
0: Yeah I think um, it's interesting that you say all that because those are some of the things I try to like yes like I try to see myself in someone else's shoes and I sometimes there's things that I wonder like um, is it coming from that military background or the discipline issue so I agree like in the schools um, the Dodge schools discipline was just it was a more of a focus because too, like whatever we did could affect our parents service, I guess their career, like they get into trouble. Whereas stateside, it's um, I guess there's, I mean, there might be some focus on discipline, but no, I think within a Dodd school it is. And then I just try to, um, those are all things like um, your expectations and just like like I said before, being more open-minded about things and how you read things. And it's one of the things that I, um, you know, I mean, we were younger, so, but I do remember with you, I always remembered, I remembered you were smart and that you were pretty chill. (laughs) (laughs) So like when you said like your patience, I'm like, yeah, like that's one of those things. Like I always have like one or two things I remember about people. And I remember, yeah, like you were pretty chill. Like, I don't remember seeing you get into fights. (laughs) But maybe I just didn't see it. Like, you were smart and you were pretty chill. Those are all, like, things that...
1: Yeah, thank you appreciate I appreciate it I remember you always and you always smiled and you always had a laugh and you was yes. quiet you was smart yourself you know but <laughs> yeah I, that's but it is true and stuff I mean yeah I was just a very chill guy I did fight a lot though you know you probably didn't see it I'm glad you I didn't see believe it, it yes I did fight. <laughs> oh my gosh yes I used to fight a lot but yeah um it. <laughs> but yeah it, it's it's funny but it does shape your your, your worldview but um I, I just think it's really you know, like I said, I just kind of make, this conversation makes me think about a conversation I had with somebody he needs from East St. Louis. And we did talk about, you know, the experiences, whatever the case may be. And I said that, you know, those things will help your foundation. But that doesn't mean that you have to adhere yourself totally to those principles if mm-hmm. they're not healthy. You know, so letting go of, you know, bad, you know, um, letting go of bad traits or, you know, things that kind of, you know, suck the life out of you. You know, I got to let those things go and just kind of focus on the positive.
0: No, I completely agree. And um, I think adjusting and I think growing up in the military helps us adjust to changes and helps us to like rethink and sort of process and then figure out what is our, you know, we got to work the problem and what's going to help us work that problem and move forward. And if that's changing something, then I think um, I think growing up in the military or being around that military community, that's something that's helped us. Um so then when you so you were talking about like the school in Germany and going to see the movie um how did you adjust when you moved there? I mean you were pretty young, you were high school. So yeah. how did you make friends and um you know what were some of the things you did?
1: So really I bounced around from I was kept from crew to crew and uh similar to like it was when I was growing up when we went to school together um it was it was different. It was a really different experience. I did change a lot. Um, it made me a little bit more, I ain't gonna say edgier and stuff, but you know, Air Force kids are different to Army kids. Right. Right. (laughs) So Marine
0: Corps kids. And Marine Corps kids. (laughs) And
1: when you're in Germany, you get a little bit of, you get a lot of Americana in Germany. So um, there was a lot more fights. Right. And, but I kind of like that though, because it's, you know, in a way, it kind of tucked me up a little bit differently than being in the Air Force, uh, staying at Scott. Um, But also, too, I just think I had a fond appreciation of relationships. So, um, you said, like, generally, generally love the people that that I interacted with in Germany. And, uh, you know, as recently as uh, maybe a couple of months ago, somebody was working on her doctorate and she stays in North Carolina and she just happened to reach out to me on Facebook. Like I haven't talked to her. I mean, we'll, you know, like each other, Facebook posts and stuff. But just to have that connection and just say, hey, mm-hmm. T, can you help me with Scooby this and that? And I haven't spoken to her. I mean, well, I heard her voice on the phone that time. But, you know, just like with you, I haven't spoken to her over 20 something years. And so I think that's something that's really, really cool uh when you really think about it and stuff you didn't know at the time that you're forging these lifelong relationships where you can pick up the phone. And it's almost similar to our parents uh, who served in the military. You know, uh my father passed in 19, or 2017. And it was just amazing just like how many people called from all over the country, all over mm-hmm. the world. You know, people who retired and they're staying internationally and you know it's like, yeah, I, I heard about Chiefs passing and you know, blah, blah, blah and stuff. And it's just, you know, it's just a really unique experience where you can have people from all over the world just still. Uh, connect and I, and so didn't see it maybe at the time but you know it's really interesting doing that now and even to the point where um, f- for a while p- pre-COVID we were having like biannual meetups uh, with some of the people from Simbach Air Base and we would uh, get together and you know yeah our memories are getting kind of foggy because of old age right. and everything else in between stuff but it's really nice just to still maintain a, a relationship with folks uh, for 20 years ago. I don't think you can do that with Germany. I mean, not Germany. Um, I don't think you can do that if you didn't live in a military base and people kind of go away. And even, even so, like there are people who I went to high school with here that I just, I don't talk to, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. like I'll see them or say, Hey, how's it going? But there's not a, a there's not a kindred spirit or, or, or a, a bond of brotherhood, sister sisterhood, you know, that you would as a military brat, you know,
0: I completely, no, I completely agree. And I, I'm seeing that more now, especially since I started this podcast and, you know, I'm putting things up on Facebook and, you know, asking if you want to be a part of this, you know, be a guest. And it's one of those things where you just kind of pick up, like, it's not weird. (laughs) You know, I feel like some people, and I've had some people be like, oh, you haven't talked to that person. Like, that's kind of weird that you just are randomly reaching out to them. I was like, I don't Mm -hmm. think so. Like we've got this, it's, Yes, like you said we share a bond and there's something yeah. different about how we grew up and even though like I think every military brat's experience is different um I yes, we do share this bond that it's still the military. You know, our parent was still in the military. There's still different aspects of moving around or changing schools or you know, having new and old friends and, you know, sometimes the conflict, you know, wars and things like that, TDY and PCSing. And um, yeah, I think that that kind of is what brings us together that people who aren't affiliated with the military and didn't grow up and don't quite understand it. Cause now I've got people, yeah, like from high school and junior high who they've direct messaged me and said like, Oh yeah, I'd love to be on it. And there's, there were a couple kids I had to look up in the yearbook. And then after I saw them, I was like, okay, yeah, now I remember, or, you know, women, we've changed our last names if we've gotten married,
1: Sure, sure, <laughs> so, right, like, right, right. I'm
0: like, I don't remember that person. then when I found <laughs> out their last name, like their original maiden names, I was like, okay, yeah, now I remember, but yeah, like those are all like, I feel like it's a very natural thing to do. For me, whereas like I've heard from a couple of my friends who are like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like, I don't know, (laughs) but then my husband, it's funny because like he, like I said, he grew up, he was born and raised in Chicago and we used to, when we would go visit his grandmother in the city by where he used to go to school at and um, he would like see people at IHOP that he went to like second or third grade with. I'm like, I could never remember someone I went to second grade with like, because it's I don't know, five different, you know states or countries ago i don't remember any of that stuff but but then if i saw them on social media right now i'd probably be like hey what's up (laughs) like nothing you know what i mean so right right yeah that's and and, and then there's
1: another and there's another thing too that we do that's really unique because my wife she's from new orleans and um She's a, uh, you know, she always talks about how we talk about everybody's first and last name. Like we just can't say their first name, or oh, this is Jennifer. You know, this is Jennifer. Yes. You know, yes. It's, yes. it's like <laughs> You know, it's just it's like there's always a first name, last name, or or we call it by or we call each other by our last names. You know, so. You know, I think that's kind of, you know, interesting and stuff, how much the military actually is still in us and stuff. less so like, you know, actually say, you remember Lonnie Pirtle, you know, it, it's just like or Corey Jackson. And they say it was Steve Lester. It's like it wasn't just Steve. It was Steve Lester or, you know, mm-hmm. Corey Jackson or Terrence Duncan or Terry Duncan. He's commentary. But um, yeah, I just think that's interesting. But also, too, uh, I forgot to mention, I am an honorary commander at Skyter Force Base. And okay. just to, com- you know, just to chime into what you were saying. It's really interesting because a lot of the people who are working with the their wing commanders, you know, this is like a whole new, you know, novel, virgin experience as far as being on a base and things like that. And, I'm, and here I am. It's like, yeah, I was born at Air Force Base. You know, here I am now with a you know three seventy fifth Med Group, and and uh, you know, even just understanding some of the basic tenets of you know military operations and just their you know their attention to detail and stuff. It's not brand new to me, so it kind of felt you know, even though it was a, a, a new experience, it didn't feel too that completely new because I was comfortable in that environment.
0: Mm-hmm. And I do something that I remember in grad school, I wrote a paper on um like the institutionalization of the military person. And it was mostly on like um, the service member, but like something that I had wanted to like, I guess, look into more was like The military brats and the spouses, because we too, you know, like my dad was in for 30 years, so he didn't Mm -hmm. retire until right. I was just shy of turning 19 and then all of a sudden we're out. So like, how does that affect the military child and the military spouse? Like you're all of a sudden out and you've got Mm -hmm. this complete and we moved to he retired in Arizona and the nearest Mm -hmm. military base was 50 miles away. So it oh. was and like diversity was complete, you know, we went from one end to the other. And so it was a very difficult transition. But um, like my original goal was to try to get a job within the military setting. And um, like even still now, like when I go down to visit my parents, well, once in a while my dad'll take us on the base and it's Change like our house isn't even there anymore because it's all brand new Mm -hmm. housing but um it's still fun and there's a nostalgia about that and it's something that I think comforts me so it's it's I find it interesting when people who did grow up in the military that they continue on in some aspect of doing something with the military um I guess I'm a little envious sometimes (laughs) because I wish I had (laughs) done that Um, but I still have some kind of connection either through friends or through my parents, like I said, but I think that's great, and that's gotta be a lot of fun for you because that is a familiarity for you. And then it's Air Force Base, like you're very familiar with Air Force Base, so that's great. Congratulations on that. Um, so what was your favorite aspect, do you think, about growing up in the military?
1: Um... I I think maybe just the the connectivity, you know, uh, just the friends, you know, again, it was a diverse set of friends. You didn't really look at things so granular as black and white Mm -hmm. as often as you do outside of being in the military. Um, You know, I was highly aware of my my race and my culture and still have a lot of had exhibited as much cultural pride back then as I do now. But I think it was just really interesting because my culture wasn't the only culture there. And I think that was a very unique perspective. And so, again, I, when I look back at from a um, when I look back at from a flashback type of perspective, I really see it. But you know, currently, that's not something that that's not currently I seen, You know, um, that's not something that I thought about when I was actually there.
0: Okay. Um, so, what kind of advice do you think you'd give to other military brats?
1: Currently, or just like our age, or talking about like.
0: I guess all of the above.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think currently it's stuff. I think, I think for those who are our age or, you know, close to our age, you know, just continue to to remain in connection with your, you know, the counterparts and stuff that you grew up with. I mean, it's, you know, just talking to you and just seeing your face and everything. I mean, it just made me feel a certain type of way um, because it just brought about a, a lot of, you know, not only just warm memories, but just kind of, again, it's just a very unique connection and a bond. And I think that's something that's very organic um, that, you know, you and I would share and as well as other people that we went to the military base with or our bases with compared to maybe somebody that you just met through work or, you know, wherever the case may be. And I think for kids, you know, uh, who do listen to this podcast, whether it's today or years from now, you know, enjoy your time, you know, create your friendships. I think that you guys have something uh, way much different than we did. You know, like we had no way to remain in contact. You know, it's like how many times did yeah. we have our, our, our feelings crushed or whatever the case may be and stuff when people moved out or yes. you know, if we was dating somebody and then they got the order to leave. And <laughs> actually I remember I was I was heartbroken when I left to Germany and stuff because I was uh it was just, uh her name is and she's still here. Her name is Teresa. And uh man, I, I still love Teresa. That's that's my home girl, <laughs> you know. But um, you know, but in a platonic sense of stuff, but mm-hmm. um but I I'll never forget and stuff, man. We got we got really cool, chilled and and we just, you know, went to different, you know, we, or I had to go to Germany and stuff. And and then when I was in Germany and stuff, there was another crush I had on somebody and stuff. And, um, and then we had to move again. So it's just like, there's always going to be heartbreak, you know, but, <laughs>
0: teenage. but you know,
1: yeah, teenage <laughs> right? but, uh, you know, that was a different type of breakup because you had to break up because of the fact that, you know, you had to move. But um, there's a lot of great experiences and stuff that I still draw back on. And it's really nice to see my son you know, in the Air Force. And uh, like you, there's a small part of me that wished I kind of joined the military, um, especially looking back at it now and stuff for me. But, you know, such is life. You know, yes. we live the choices we make.
0: Move on and, yeah, no, I agree. So um, I guess to go back a little bit. So in Germany, were you in an army's base
1: or an so, Air Force base? So that was a cool thing. I was in an Air Force base because Simbach was an Air Force base. But okay, they only had up to K through eight. And then after eight, you had to go through an uh, army base, which was uh, Vogelway. So the actual okay. base was called Vogelway Army Base, but the school was in, it was in the town of And that's where Kaiserslautern American High School, or K-Town. So, um, so that was interesting. So even though the air base did have a mix of individuals or different um, um, military groups and stuff because of the war, um it was really mostly Army when I went to Cape Town because you had a lot of people from Volgaway, that used to go uh, to Cape Town. So I thought that was uh, pretty interesting.
0: So it's similar. So for me, when we moved to Okinawa, and I guess I want to, I guess, talk a little bit about this. <laughs> the differences in like, yes, when you're from a different branch. So we moved to Okinawa, Kadine Air Base was where my dad was originally stationed. So that's Air Force. Sure. And it was 11th and 12th grade is when I went there. So, but I didn't go to Kadena High School. We lived on Camp Foster, which is a Marine Corps base because they didn't have E9 housing. So my dad chose to live on the Marine Corps base E9 housing that was available. So the school I went to, Kubasaki High School, it was mostly Marine Corps with some Navy, I think some Army. I don't know if I knew any Air Force brats besides my sister and I. So for me, it was... It was it was a weird transition, I guess, like it was an interesting transition where, um, yes, like I could see those like differences between the Air Force Brats and the Marine Corps Navy Brats. So um, and then I also sometimes would wonder what was Kadena High School like compared to Kubasaki High School. And I feel like I saw a lot of different things just like in the building structure, like how different the buildings were. Kadena Mm -hmm. just looked a little more modern and you know, nice. And then you got Kubasaki. It was like a lot of concrete buildings and looked old and run down a little bit. The kids, too. Yes. Like we, I felt like there was like a difference in how the kids acted. And um, yes, sure. like fighting and things like that. Like
1: a lot of fights,
0: attitudes <laughs> and things like that. There. So, yeah. like, what is yours? Like, I have my, like, ideas and whatever. But what about, like, how was that different for you? Like, what were some things that you noticed that might have been a little bit different from, like, an Air Force brat and an Army brat?
1: Oh, well, it was a lot of fights. We spent, <laughs> I, I think that we probably spent about half the time we got along, and half the time we got into fights. I mean, my, my best friend out there, Jermaine Thomas, we were best friends. I mean, we were, like, thicker than thieves and stuff. But you know what? Mm-hmm. We got into a good couple of <laughs> ruffles. You know, Not at yet. the bowling alley, or it, sometimes even in our house and stuff. You know, like there was always <laughs> fights. I don't, I don't know if it was just because we just, you know, at the time we really didn't care for being out there, or it was just, you know, different personalities and stuff. Because I mean, you know, the saying and stuff, you know, about people living on the Air Force base and people living yeah. on the Army base and our backgrounds and all <clears> this other <throat> stuff. So I don't know if that's, uh, I, I don't know if it's a classes thing or whatever the case may be and stuff. But there was a lot of fights, and we had a lot of good times. But there was a, yeah, you know, disagreements often ended with people getting, you know, tossed around or getting, you know, punched in the face or whatever. But, um, but yeah, i tell you what though, it's, you know, the funny thing about it is where, um, you know, stateside things are just so different nowadays stuff, you know, on a base and you're sitting there 5,000 miles, 3,000 miles away from home, you got no choice but to see the person again, you mm-hmm. know, so um you know, and, and there was just no weekend around it, you know, because not only did you have to see the parents, I mean, see them, but you also saw them parents too. So um, mm-hmm. you'd be at the commissary or the bowling alley, you know, if we are in the bowling, if we are all in the bowling teams, you know, our parents would be there and then you had no choice but to talk it out or, you <laughs> know, if we played sports, you know, we would be right there and stuff. So it wasn't like, oh, okay, well, I don't have to see this person for a while or, you know, whatever the case may be and stuff. I mean, you couldn't go to your grandparents' house for the weekend and stuff like you literally had to deal with it. So, um, but I, I think that's you know, that and then just uh, being overseas, you really didn't have a lot of food options. Like we talked about the way that different people cooked on baits and stuff, but which was appreciative because food overseas was different. You know, like, in mm-hmm. you know, Germany, the ketchup was sweeter. Yep. You know, and, and um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that. And it was just so weird just seeing the McDonald's um, in German. you know. So I yep. thought that was interesting too. So um, even though they tried to Americanize it and stuff, Uh, The food choices on base was just basically a pizza, Burger King, and uh, whatever you would get at the, uh, you know, whatever little small little restaurants they had associated with that base. And, um, you know, whereas now, I mean, it's really the same thing, even on Scott and other bases and stuff. You don't really have a lot of food choices, Mm -hmm. uh, but you would have to go out in the community and stuff. But also I couldn't drive until I was 18 in Germany. In Germany, you have to be 18. So I thought that was different, but the cool thing was just thinking about it, <clears throat> I remember when we first moved to Germany, we couldn't get on base. There was a waiting list to get on the base because it was bringing so many people for the war.
0: And um... so we actually
1: stayed off base at, uh, I forgot the German town. So I thought that was cool. Um, cause we stayed in a German house and so their whole bathroom setup was different. You know, mm-hmm. like the urinals is all different and stuff. And I remember that was kind of weird. And even that toilet, like the toilets were lower mm-hmm. and, uh, and it was kind of weirder looking and, um, and just even, milkman i remember there was a milkman used to come to the house and stuff and he was just coming whatever he would say in german about the milk and all i kept on saying was nine nine <laughs> nine yeah you know i think finally i think i said dah or y'all or whatever so, one time, just so i could taste the milk and even the milk tasted better. you know so i was just, just you know so I, I just even remember just what the village looked like just coming from the village to go into the airbase i thought that was a kind of interesting experience and stuff but um yeah, it was it was cool overseas. You know, it's it's one of those things that um, and even some of the places I went to. So I went to Austria uh, as a kid for camp. Uh, I played Little League Baseball and I remember we played against a Japanese team, um, the Dutch, French. Oh, wow. I forgot another. Yes, yeah, so it was Little League World Series. And I thought that was really cool because like they was speaking, you know, we we're on playing baseball and everybody's speaking their native language mm-hmm. and um and, and so it was a different level of uh sportsmanship and camaraderie and stuff because here we are we're playing this universal game but we all you know most of us can't speak speak each other's languages and stuff so you know i thought that was pretty cool and i remember we actually had somebody from the from of the netherlands they us. we actually <coughs> sponsored a, um, oh, wow. a dutch team yeah because we the, the one of the tournament games was uh the tournament games was at scott i'm not scott at Simbach, and I remember uh, this little Dutch kid. He brought me like a big ball of cheese, you know. And I was just sitting there thinking, like, what the hell I want with this cheese? <laughs> you know, it was like a big old. Was ball it good?
0: Of cheese. Did you eat it?
1: I don't eat cheese. Yeah. I mean, oh. Well, <laughs> they. I guess I remember. I remember my mom and dad like, or no, my dad didn't eat cheese. My mom liked it. My 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 brother liked it, but it was just kind of crazy and stuff because here was this big old ball of cheese and stuff. I mean, you know, he could have brought like a, some trinkets. something like that but he gave me a bottle of cheese i'll never forget that i remember that thing standing in the refrigerator for a long time because it didn't go bad you know and and so it was just one of those things and stuff you know like hey what are you gonna do
0: it's probably good fresh cheese too
1: (laughs) yeah it was it, it probably was fresh cheese and stuff uh we went to uh I remember I see the red light district, and uh, my mom snatched my back of my shirt because I was trying to wander over there. Oh. Um, yeah! So that was the first time I saw people smoking weed like openly, <laughs> you know, out there in the sky. And, oh my gosh! And then um, it was it was like I say it was just a lot of unique experiences. Um, we went we went somewhere else. My mom went to Paris. My my parents went to Paris because so that's when I stayed behind for a baseball tournament. And um, I remember seeing the German castles, the German malls. Um, you know, it, it's, it, it, was really interesting just the experiences stuff. That's so that's why I say that's just something that can't take away. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah.
0: That's awesome. Well, that's good that you, yeah. Cause we ended up going, we were stationed in England and I remember the milkman and there was a lot of different things. And, um, but then for our honeymoon, I was like, no, let's go do something big. So we went to Europe for two weeks. We did England, nice. Amsterdam, um, Germany and Paris and we just took a rail everywhere and yeah it was I mean it was gorgeous it was amazing I'm glad I you know that my husband was able to experience that too because it is it's very different and I think um it's yeah and then yes like McDonald's and everything like I just actually had a conversation with somebody on her own podcast about like um you have you should always try the McDonald's when you're overseas because it tastes different (laughs) Like the ketchup, yes, the ketchup, the mustard, the syrup, like on your pancakes, the pancakes, everything tastes so different. So you should always experience that at least once. Like, don't think, oh, no, McDonald's is American, you know, when McDonald's is the same as all McDonald's. No, you should always try it. And then it's yes, it's like trying like Americanizing things. So they're wanting to do that, but it's never like exactly the same because you always got to put your own little spin on it. So that sounds like so Absolutely. much them. So, is there anything? So, I know you have a podcast. Um, why don't you mention that a little bit? Talk about
1: that. Yeah. So, I have a podcast called Mahogany Thoughts. It's not really active at this moment because I'm pulling in all these different directions. But it's a podcast that focuses on Black social economic issues. So, um, what it does, it just takes a little, lot takes a look at it. A lot of the uh, issues that's been you know predominant in the African American community. And just we provide discussions and ways to address it. So we spend a lot of our, our episodes talking about mental health, police, police fatality, um, you know, running a business, trying to build generational wealth. Um, you know, we've talked about uh, just regular just just topics that might be you know unique to the, the African-American diaspora. And um, we try to bring in different guests, you know, as they come along. Like I said, I've shelved it for now um, just because there's some projects that I'm working on. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is on Spotify and uh, I'll probably get back to it, you know, maybe later in a year, but right now my focus is just trying to get some of these products up and going, um, such as online content. I did have a book uh, that I just released on, you know, relative to that and uh, you know, some other things. And then I could probably go back back to focus on podcasting. so after I get off the phone with you, I'm, you know, I'm back in the lab. So I'll be recording some videos uh, for my online material and, you know, but, you know, being creative, I you know, I really appreciate that. So um, that's one of the many things that I regularly do.
0: Yeah. And it, like, yeah, like you said, it is still active on Spotify and on YouTube. Right. So um, you may not be doing new episodes now, but it is you still have several episodes on there. So hopefully people can go on there. I've listened to a few of them yep. and I really like them. And like I said, it's all a learning process. So appreciate you may it. not think that it like pertains to you, but I think a lot of what you've talked about can pertain to like a wider audience as well as a specific audience so um no hopefully some yeah, people absolutely. will catch on like you said Spotify and is it on Apple podcast or no
1: I don't know you know I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to text every person I, I try to do the thing to put it on the Apple podcast and stuff it's not on there it's on iHeart it's on Amazon if you go oh, okay. if you go on Amazon and you search it you can see the podcast how I got it on Amazon knows but it, it's on there but now the people that have listened to it have had a lot of good feedback and you know i think it's really good i, I just like kind of like what you're doing it's you're doing something that you're passionate about you know mm-hmm. right and, and you never know what could come up you know what could come out you know beyond that you know you can educate other people it could be a call to action um or sometimes it's just a release you know so i i did it during the pandemic i really enjoyed it and uh it's just another dimension got a chance for people to listen you know not so much of I know I put a lot of, I guess, you know, intellectual posts or whatever the case may be, but I think it's really nice to hear uh, my voice, you know, as I kind of articulate those issues because, you know, I always say the way I write and the way I behave and talk are three different
0: you know, mm-hmm. three different
1: aspects and stuff. And so, um, you know, one thing that I do do, which is an extension of the Mahogany Thoughts, that the stuff that I do that's in a community, you know, I, it's intentional and I try to work with you know, people who can be considered as at risk or people who might need the, the assistance and services. So just really, to me, it's just my way of giving back. Right. And so I do a lot of other stuff like project management. I do a lot of consulting. I do a lot of, you know, educational stuff, but it's just really nice to give back. And, and I think the honorary commander thing is a really cool thing too. Um, you know, just to see things from different perspectives. And I think that's something military that's that we appreciate. And I think you could agree is that we do have a, almost a more of a natural curiosity and we would seek Mm -hmm. those things out because it's like it's most of the time it's just us we don't have 10 to 15 people to wait on and stuff it's just mostly us so we're going to be more um you know more likely to go and seek those things out and that's what i really appreciate about not what i do but just even interacting with you on this podcast
0: Thank you. Yeah, like I um, sometimes I like I struggle with like, yes, because I do think it's a natural curiosity of things and I don't and I want to learn and I just want to like hear people's stories and then talk about my own and I don't. I feel like sometimes people get too offended now, like, especially like right now. Oh, yeah. And I think that um, they t- like, I feel like sometimes like my natural curiosity can be taken the wrong way as me being nosy sure. or gossipy. And, and I'm like, No, that's not it. I just i like to hear people's stories. I like to share my own and I want to learn. Like, yeah. you know, you learn different aspects from everybody's story. And so and I think yes, like growing up in the military, because it's been so many different things. It's like when I meet someone, and I know that they've have some kind of military affiliation, I all of a sudden have so many questions that I want to talk sure. to them about. And I'm like, please don't take this the wrong way. I'm not like trying to be nosy or anything. I just, I want to hear your story and like learn from it and just like see what we have in common. And so, but is there anything else you want to talk about or?
1: No, no. I mean, just thank you for, you know, using this particular space to talk about you know, our lives. I think it's something really, you know, unique and interesting and stuff, and it's really nice to share. I mean, like, when we see each other and we know we're military bred, it's really interesting and stuff, because, like, the whole, our, our body language change, our smile gets bigger, and then we start mm-hmm. talking about, oh, where did you get stationed at? And then we start talking about our experiences, and, you know, it's really funny that through my travels, I met people who knew other people who went to uh, Cadena. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, uh like uh, this one uh, one friend of mine she she was out in kadena um or, uh that's in okinawa right
0: mm-hmm.
1: so she was out there and she actually knew this one guy that went to school with uh you probably was gone but he went to school with me when i was there my senior year and okay stuff. so she knew him she knew him before he moved to sky you know and it was just kind of crazy and stuff because like i've never you know, I, I'm still staying in contact with her, but I don't stand in contact anymore. No but I just think that's just really cool and stuff because she was like, "Oh yeah, this person, he, you know, he used to be the same way back in uh, Cabina, you know." And it was just kind of crazy and stuff because, like, like now, because of social media, and you know, you start seeing all these different people, and even like on Facebook, there's some people that I'll see. It's like, how the hell, you know, Jennifer from those you know, mutual blah, blah, friends, blah, you yeah, <laughs> and his mutual friends, and this person's way out so-and-so likes a, likes a post from Washington, D.C. And I was like, how do you know Jennifer? And it was like, oh, we were stationed at Kadena together. You know, and mm-hmm. it's, you know, so I think that's really neat and stuff, just how, you know, the, one of the few positive things about social media, you know, seems like social media is just a, a firestorm of, of mm-hmm. you know, gripes and comments and stuff. But um, that's one of the things I do appreciate, you know, about that, so.
0: Yeah, I actually, in when we were stationed in Okinawa and I had, um, there was a guy that I knew from Lebanon he went to Lebanon High School and I okay. knew him. And then when we were in um, Okinawa, I, I forget why we were on Futenma base for something. And I saw him and he saw me and we were like, wait a second. Like, we know each other. Yeah, no, right, right, <laughs> right, right. In the Marine Corps. And we were just like, what the heck? And people were just looking at us. But it was it, it was nice, though, to see like a familiar face. And yeah, like you see or like I went to DePaul University with um and i had met a friend okay. there and she knew someone that was at scott air force space because they ended up going like oh, wow. to the same college i guess for a couple of years or something but i was like it's so yeah. yeah like all of those different things those yeah and then it's fun to look at mutual friends on facebook like well who knows who and
1: <laughs> absolutely and it is crazy. <laughs> so so you know it's kind of funny though my germany friends anybody that went to school to germany there's probably about almost 100 mutual friends Mm -hmm. compared to local, you know, I have a lot of local friends, but they're not affiliated from the same high school, they may be through different connections. But Mm -hmm. the Germany ones, it's really interesting and stuff, because I just got a uh, a friend request yesterday for somebody. And then it's like, again, it's not just the first name, it's the last name. And so uh, when I saw her request and stuff, I was like, oh, I remember her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is funny
1: because y'all will put down, because you guys, because as, as women, like you said earlier, you know, if you get married, the last name mm-hmm. change. It's really funny because you really, most of y'all will keep your maiden name, but not, then in parentheses, it's now such and such. But the reason why y'all do it is because that's connection. why
0: i did it yes, yes i have my yes. maiden name king in parenthesis so i have jennifer king in parenthesis and then rivera jennifer king, and yep. i did that king in parenthesis so for that like yes like my yep. former military friends because i was mm-hmm. like no one's gonna know jennifer rivera so if they were to like look me up on something so i ended up doing the king yep. in print and that's exactly why i did it
1: yeah. <laughs> yep absolutely yep and that's and so that's a funny way it's almost kind of like a little mini code to say hey, you know, you know me from the military days and stuff. Mm-hmm. So right. I always think it's really cool and stuff. So it's and and again, I, I I follow my friends from Germany a little bit more closely than I do maybe from Scott slash mm-hmm. you know Masuda. And so it's really nice to just to see how they they grew up because again, we you know we always will have that unique bond of being somewhere so far away and and even just and, and to be honest and stuff. I mean, because Scott is is so close to a major metropolitan city. Um, so that kind of dilutes the experience, of sorts. But I know there's other bases, you know, like maybe a Minot or whatever that, or that may be more isolated, um, mm-hmm. you know, base, Air Force bases and stuff, where they have similar experiences. I think that's really the unique thing about being in the military, because you create a lot of these unique bubbles that you're able to latch onto and uh, be able to maintain those relationships differently than you would uh, for your, a lot of your organic relationships you know, have mm-hmm. stateside.
0: Yeah and I feel like when you were mentioning too like with the last names I think um because I feel like at least in my experience like we knew the parents as well so yep. and then their ranks and so we all like for me at least and um it was always mr mrs or rank and last name and so then mm-hmm. those last names kind of stay with us because the parents were always yeah like my dad's chief king or something or you know yep. mr or mrs whoever and so those yep. are all kinds of things that sort of stick so that is different and no but this has been a lot of fun and i really appreciate yes, you i
1: appreciate you <laughs> jennifer yeah no it was good to hear from you, Ken and, and see you you were just the same as you did from autumn years oh. ago <laughs> <laughs> For real, I mean, it, it's crazy stuff because it was just like I say, she literally looks the same, you know. Yeah. I can't remember how many years it's been, but yeah, it's, she literally, it's been, looks it's been a while.
0: <laughs> it has
1: been. We'll just say it yesterday. We'll just say it was yesterday. There was a yeah. lot of yesterdays, but it was a yesterday. yes,
0: but it was a yesterday. <laughs> it was a yesterday. <laughs> well, thank you, Dr. Duncan.